right here. Not on the field. But where we want to be at the end of the season starts with our mentality and our attention to detail today. When they leave Penn State, a person should be able to look at them and say, that's a guy that went through that program who's special. On this episode of the Unraveled Podcast, we sit down with Todd Kolka, Associate Director for Football Academic Support Services and an academic counselor. Todd has endless stories as he's in his 27th year with the Penn State football program, both as a player and academic counselor. TK, how are you doing today? Great. Good morning. Good morning. Mitch. Good morning. We're sitting out on the uh, patio once again out here in Tampa, Florida, ahead of the 2022 Outback Bowl. It's a beautiful afternoon. A little bit of wind into the microphone today, but hard to complain. It's like 65 degrees out here. We don't complain much in our family. We enjoy and embrace what we have. That's right. We love that. All right, so for somebody that has no idea what your job title specifically means, how would you describe your day-to-day duties at Penn State? Our day-to-day uh, duties would entail having a team of academic support uh, personnel uh, trying to uh, balance the academic uh, uh, athletics and social activities in State College for our student athletes, particularly on the football team. So we do everything we can uh, to help them uh, in their transition into Penn State and uh, be successful in the classroom, balancing those demands, and then help them transition um, with internships and, and uh, career paths uh, after graduation. How many people roughly make up your team? Uh, we have two full-time counselors, myself, uh, Ashley Hayes, uh, three learning specialists that work uh, with our football program and all the other uh, varsity sports. And then we have uh, three ASAs, which are interns that help with our program. You've seen all walks of life come through the doors of the Lash Football Complex. What makes your job unique? Uh, I think it's unique because you get to interact and work with for an extended period of time, unlike a lot of people on a college campus. Uh, we meet with the students in the recruiting process maybe a couple years ahead of their uh, matriculation to Penn State, work with them for you know three, four, five years, uh, and, and assign to the same person, and then uh, stay in touch with some guys for as long as 27 years. 27 years. All right, so you said that you kind of get in touch with a potential recruit that comes into town for a couple years in advance, and then from that point on when they decide that they're going to commit to Penn State University, what happens in their first year on campus? Well, they go through the, uh, the missions process. They have to get admitted to Penn State, and they come into our program uh, their freshman year. We call it a summer or a bridge program, whether it be summer. Uh, they come in in the summer, uh, typically at the end of uh, – June and take only uh, two classes, kind of get them indoctrinated, and we go through a six-week program to help them transition. It's a bridge from high school to college, and if they are uh, mid-years, which we have some students coming in in January, we do the same thing in in their first spring semester. Uh, We have a uh, spring uh, bridge program, but at that time, it's a little different because they're in uh, full-time classes because it's a normal semester. How has the mid-year changed what you guys do on a a day-in and day-out basis? Uh, It makes the... uh, Start of the semester in the spring a little bit busier. Yeah, I uh, bet. With new kids coming and having to take care of some guys to help them uh, in their transition. So it's a little bit more uh, than we used to. We used to have all of our kids start in the summer uh, before their first fall. So it's just another another step in the, in, in the ladder. What level of importance does head coach James Franklin place on the academic side of things? He has a, a tremendous value, uh, appreciation for academics. It's one of his uh, priorities uh, in his uh, foundation, which aligns right with the Penn State program that we've been doing for years. Uh, The foundation is the academics is needed, not a want, um, not a 
a question of anything, shape, or form. He's tried to support our program, tried to build uh, our resources. We're aligned. We know exactly what we're trying to do. We're trying to work together. As a head coach, he has great influence on our players. Um, you know, just giving us some extra time uh, before we had our signing day, we sat down and looked at our 10 uh, new kids coming in. He sat with our entire academic staff and reviewed those students, who they were, where they're from, family makeup, strengths, uh, things that we might need to know about them as we try to advise them and to uh, that transition to college and picking majors and you know, who's important in their life because he's been in their homes. We, we get to meet with them on a home football weekend or an official visit weekend in short period of times. But you know, just that extra time from a head coach trying to prepare us to help those kids as they transfer into Penn State. That's really cool that he sits down with you guys and goes over those individuals. Uh, you're talking about the 2022 signing class specifically. Uh, when you look at that class and you sit down with coach and go over those 10 individuals, how beneficial is that for you guys? It's, it's, uh, it's unbelievably beneficial because, you know, any little bit of information you know about a student, you know, I, I believe you can get along and learn and, and work with anybody who comes into your office. But if you get a little bit of a head start on who they are and, you know, sometimes uh, our staff will do a little research and talk about them and look at, you know, high school GPAs and schools and areas of the country where they're from. But it's really hard to get to know people without uh, those uh, personal interactions and going into a home meal and a home visit and, and coming back and then sharing that information with us. You've seen plenty of individuals that have come from all walks of life around the country, around the world for that matter. Of those people that you've mentored, are there a few success stories that bring you the most joy? Yeah, I think uh, everybody has their own story. And, and you know, I we just did a graduation photo and, and was looking at each of those guys and talked to each of those guys before they got ready for their graduation. And every one of them has a story of, oh, man, you remember when this happened? <laughs> hey, you remember this? And But you get through those little bumps in the road and, and it just becomes part of their story and you help them be successful. So, you know, it's interesting to watch the guys that go on and, and become, you know, successful after Penn State. You know, I enjoy watching uh, Nick Scott. Uh, he's a, a guy who came into the program. He was a you know, solid person, solid student, solid, solid citizen, but he had a lot of energy. It was just hard to keep him focused, mm. uh, and particularly at school, you know, and to have him sit in uh, the academic center and, and be focused 100%. He's now with uh, the L.A. Rams. L.A. Rams doing great as a safety and special teams, doing an awesome job, but his first, I would say, you know, semester or two with me were a little bit challenging. He didn't understand the tough love. And then just watch him thrive the next three years and be so successful in the classroom and then have that degree. And, and I believe his mom was an educator and you know, his dad. It was really important. One of the reasons why he chose Penn State and to come here with Coach Franklin on our program. He has his degree. Uh, he married his girl girlfriend from uh, college. I think she was a good influence. And uh, he's successful at what he's doing and he has his degree. And he'll probably be able to use that the rest of his life. That's really, really cool. Nick Scott, uh, current L.A. Ram out in Los Angeles. Obviously, he's heavily involved with Thon and the community and stuff like that, too. So cool to hear that perspective on things. When you have that type of person like a Nick Scott that you develop a relationship with, how do you maintain that relationship as his career progresses, not only in the NFL, but at some point in time, he's going to have to turn the page from football? Yeah, a lot of those guys will come back, and, you know, it's always interesting to, you know, have them reach out and say, hey, I'm ready to transition and maybe I spend a little bit more time in, in the NFL or those uh, um, you know, activities. But, you know, with text messages and phone calls and, and FaceTime, I've been able to stay in touch with quite a few guys. And, you know, 
no difference than reaching out to a guy like Grant Haley who had, you know, made it with the uh, the Giants after his first year and said, hey, okay, you, you know you have an opportunity with the NFL Players Association to, to work on your NBA. Let's let's start that. You know, do you, if you need help with that? Let me know. And you send a text or you, you have a phone call or you run into them when they come into the building or they stop in the academic center. So you're always looking at, hey, let's try to uh, capitalize on the next opportunity which college athletics or, you know, football will allow you to do. Speaking of a guy that's capitalized on his opportunities, Jonathan Sutherland, current member of the Penn State football program. I believe you said before we started this podcast he's going to get his master's, correct? Yes, so uh, Jonathan was able to graduate uh, with his first degree in communications. I also believe he got a minor in that time period and decided to come back and to continue to play even though he'd already graduated uh, and had been working on his master's degree. So a master's in educational leadership. I think he just announced he's going to come back for another year which I think is awesome because that will allow him to uh, finish his master's degree with that extra year, which is amazing, I think, with uh, you know a lot of bad things in COVID and a lot of tough situation. But here's a, a young man who's going to capitalize on this opportunity to further his education, leave with a master's degree and an extra year of football and, and be a leader, another opportunity for him to help our program. I've always been super curious when you look at players across the country that you sometimes think they've been there for, it seems like, 10 years, right? That's the joke on national television. But for some of those individuals that are in Jonathan Sutherland's position right now, how does that work when you graduate with an undergraduate degree in whatever it is and then go on to want to continue your football career but still capitalize on deciding whether that's a master's or another undergraduate degree? You got to sit down with the student. You look at the clock and see how much time they have. You look at the the first undergraduate degree and how much that aligns with what they want to do. And you know, to me, it doesn't really matter if they're going to be able to finish what they uh, start. I think it's really important that they have that opportunity if they want to do it. But I believe the more education you get, another semester towards graduation. Hey, if Jonathan hadn't decided to come back, he would have been you know more than halfway done with that master's degree. So now he decided to come back. So I think anytime you're here, let's let's utilize your time in a positive way uh, and maximize your your effort to get something that's worth the value that you're putting into it. You also shared with me the story of Daquan Davis before we started this podcast, and I think that's one of the most underrated stories uh, of Coach Franklin's tenure here at Penn State. What can you tell us about that one? Yeah, Daquan was here. Um, really got to work with him quite a bit, and. You know, he got to the point where he got a little bit uh, you know, sidetracked a little bit and things didn't work out. And he was uh, you know, able to, uh, Coach Franklin supported him to, to try to finish his degree. And then he decided it wasn't the right timing to do that. So he'd, he'd gone uh, back, I believe, to Baltimore, was working with youth and training and stuff like that. And he reached out to me and said, hey, this is something you know, we need to get done. And we had him work on that uh, a little bit at a time, chip away at it uh, through the World Campus, which is a great avenue for a lot of our guys. And then uh, he got closer to the point where I think he uh, was able to have one semester left. And instead of going part-time, uh, Coach Franklin was able to support him as a, as a full-time student. And he was able then to finish his uh, undergraduate degree, got his degree. And then it was really uh, you know, meaningful and rewarding for him to come back into the building, come back to graduation. Uh, you know, he thanked Coach Franklin, thanked the academic sport administration for helping him get to where he, he wanted to be. And he's been very successful since. When it comes to graduation day for you, what is that like in the mind of Todd Kolko when you get to see these student athletes walk across that stage and receive their degree? It's really meaningful because they all, they all come in with different goals and, and different uh, backgrounds. 
Um, it's really uh, rewarding to see them come to the finish line and something that they, you know, a lot of people don't see how hard some of those, those student athletes work off the field every day uh, around, the, around the clock, around the calendar, 12 months of the year. They're not taking off in the summer. They're taking extra classes. Um, some of them are trying to graduate at the end of their fall season instead of taking the full year to graduate. They want to have their degree when their football uh, season is over. So they're really uh, stacking the, the deck of their academics you know, year-round. What is your advice to somebody that's looking to take the next step in their career and they don't necessarily know what to do academically? So like a high school kid or a younger person, I, I always think that uh, make academics a priority. Um, I think in our, our society it's important to put an emphasis on that. Uh, take the extra math and science course, uh, reading and reading comprehension. It's important uh, in the uh, area of higher education when you get to college to be able to do those things and not just try to meet the bars to say, hey, this is the, the requirement to get in. Hey, do the extra because you want to do it. Uh, pick up a book that you want to read about something you enjoy from start to finish because you want to, not because you're told to do it. What's your favorite book? Um, Lone Survivor is a really good book. Ooh. I, I enjoyed that book. Uh, it's uh, really neat. Right now I'm reading a book called uh, The Punisher, another Navy SEAL book. So, Navy SEAL books. Got to love that. TK, appreciate your time. Enjoy the rest of your time down here in football in paradise.